Uh, very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, one year away, uh, it's uh, a crazy old world at the moment, but uh, how are the excitement levels as you look ahead to the Beijing Winter Olympics? Look, I think they're getting better and better all the time. It's been, as you say, crazy old year. Um, all kinds of things, talk around Tokyo, it's been everything going on. But look, there's a lot of sport happening around the world at the moment and the, the qualification for the Winter Olympics. And I guess everyone's learning to live with COVID rather than actually uh, in fear a little bit. And so, you know, there's athletes out there that are doing it and they're actually performing really well. So, I mean, the, the exciting bit for me is we've got athletes who are performing performing well and looking like we'll have a pretty strong team when it comes uh, this time next year. All the eyes are on um, the, you know, the Tokyo Games mid-year and, and all sorts of questions around that, but before we know it, Beijing's going to be here. It's, what, 365 days away. It's not going to take too long at all. Absolutely, and that's quite an unusual scenario. You know, for the International Olympic Committee, New Zealand Olympic Committee, everyone, it's, they're going to roll together very, very quickly. Um, and I guess the, the one upside of that for the winter is that Things are going to be tried and proven in Tokyo, what works, what doesn't. And, you know, we'll we'll be able to get the benefit of that, I think, when it comes to, a, you know, which will be the next biggest event on the world stage in terms of pulling people together. What size team are we expecting at this stage for Beijing? Look, that's a, it's a really good question, but also a really difficult one to put a number on. We, we think there could be up to 20 athletes across the ice and snow sports. But the um, the lack of some of the international competitions, you know, the, I guess through cancellations around COVID, means some of those fringe athletes that would have had more opportunities normally in the lead up to a Games to try and qualify a spot may not have enough time to get that run in. So we could end up with a, a very small team right up to, as I say, that kind of 20. So I'm not being cute and saying I can't tell you a number, but I'd, look, I would hope that we'd have certainly north of 10, and if we can get closer to 20 and all really... Uh, solid athletes, that would be sensational. Do you think about medal targets? Is that part of your role or is that, that something for, for someone else to ponder? Well, that, I mean, the national sport organisations have those relationships with high-performance sport New Zealand and so that ultimately they're chasing the targets. But in any scenario, you're trying to go better than you did last time. So, you know, we know there were two medals in Pyeongchang, two bronze medals and they were sensational. Um, you know, we're looking to have those same two athletes back again to hopefully go better. You've got the likes of Alice Robinson coming in, you know, on on form. Certainly, someone in that space. Peter Michael in the speed skating. So we we have talent. We have athletes that can compete in multiple events, which has been something we haven't had too much of previously. And so that all adds up to you know us looking to be, I guess, confident that we'd be chasing at least what we had in Pyeongchang and improving on it. Hopefully. It's remarkable, isn't it? You know, Annalise Koberger in, in, in the, the early 90s and, and that fantastic uh, medal she got there, but for so long that was the only one. And then, um, you know, 2018, um, Zoe Sadowski sent it and Nico come along and, and, and double the tally or the, triple it essentially in, in an instant. And, and now we're, we're looking to 22, 22 with a, a real possibility of more medals. Yeah, and the, and the beauty is, you know, I mean, I guess coming into. Um 2018, a lot of the public didn't really know about Nico and Zoe. I mean, those within the, the snow sports world certainly did. Um, but they've been consistent performers between that games and this one. So I think those people are known. You know, I mean, Alice has really burst onto the scene in the last couple of years. Peter's plying his trade in um, Europe and still incredibly successful. So we've got a group of athletes who are not only good, but they've been consistently good. 
and that's, you know, where we've been in our summer sports for some time, and it's great to see winter, you know, having that same ability now. This is a, a generation of, of snow athletes that sort of came through while you were Snow Sports New Zealand Chief Executive, so it must give you a lot of pleasure to see them achieving at the highest level as well. Yeah, absolutely does. It makes you proud, but, you know, I mean, I'm the first to acknowledge that being the Chief Executive is not what gets them across the line. It's the, it's the coaches, the athletes, the support that goes around them. You know, I mean, they are, they're incredibly dedicated for... What are quite young athletes, you know, they come into the sport in their very early teens. Um, so to do what they do is phenomenal. So, you know, I, I give the credit to the parents and the coaches, but uh, you're happy to take it when it's going well. Marty Toomey, Chef de Mission for Beijing 2022 with us. Uh, obviously being a Chef de Mission involves traditionally a lot of site visits, facility checks, that sort of thing. Uh, how are you carrying that out uh, at the moment? Are you able to do it via Zoom or anything like that? Yeah, we've, we've actually just finished the Chef de Mission seminar, which normally would have been an on-the-ground, you know, actually having a look at the uh, the venues, getting a look around the village, doing all of those things. Um, but obviously we couldn't get there, so we've spent uh, a couple of days earlier this week between midnight and 4 a.m. Uh, on a Zoom call with 200 people from around the world. So it, it's given us confidence that everything's on track, and I think that's probably because we were also there physically. We were there this time. 2019, and I mean, some of the venues were ready then, and so I think there's no doubt that Beijing will deliver sensational venues. You know, some of them being repurposed from the 2008 Summer Games. You know, the cube becomes the uh, curling rink and all those things. Very clever, um, but yeah, the facilities are genuinely world class. They will look spectacular. Obviously, we're, we're in a COVID world, as we talked about at the top. D- does it give you a bit of confidence that we've seen the Aspen X Games at the start of the week, albeit with what a smaller field than the Olympics will be, but that was able to, to be carried out, albeit with no crowds, they were able to, to go through their paces. Does, does something like that give you a bit of confidence, given where we are at the moment? Yeah, look, I think from an event organisation perspective, I have no doubt that things can be delivered, you know, because they're very, very strict. COVID protocols, you know, athletes going to all of those events have to be tested before, they're tested every two to three days, they've got to stay in bubbles, you know, there's the physical distancing, the hygiene, all, all the things that, you know, New Zealand did so well um, throughout 2020, those things are still in place. Um, they're also trying where they can to actually keep teams who are travelling to those events in a bigger bubble. And so it, that makes it happen. I think the um, the bit that will be really interesting out of Tokyo is how they deal with crowds, no crowds, what you can, can't do. And they'll be learning from that that I'm sure will change what's done in Beijing a little bit. Uh, we'll also be a little bit further down the track in terms of vaccines and vaccine rollouts around the world, and that may keep modifying things. So we, we just need to be flexible to roll with them. Well, with the changes as they rolled out. Winter sports, I guess, are one of the, the few individual uh, sports happening around the world. You look at a lot of the Summer Olympic sports and six months out from the Games, they're not able to compete. But, um, you know, as we've seen, the, the snow sports seems to keep rolling on and they've been able to put on the events like the X Games and, and, and give, you know, the likes of Alice Robinson and, and, and Zoe and Nico some competition as they, they build up to it. Because looking from what Nico said today, there's actually not too many events for them left until the, the Beijing Games. Realistically, yeah, and that's a, you know one, again one of the differences between Tokyo. So obviously, you know, one year of the qualification process had already taken place prior to um, you know COVID really 
taking a hold around the world. And so a number of athletes from the summer sports had already qualified or had done enough to actually get themselves nominated. I think one of the real challenges for snow was that nothing had happened. You know, the, the qualification period only started in July 2020. So it really meant that, you know, some of these event organisers have moved heaven and earth to actually be able to make events happen. And that, that's why I think you're seeing so many at the moment. What are the next steps for you as a chef de mission over the, the next year with 365 days to go? Well, I think as, as we start getting closer to cementing teams, um, you know, understanding who's likely to be there, what their performance needs are, working with, you know, the curling guys, working with ice speed skating, working with snow sports, and understanding what kind of support that those athletes will need is an important piece of then our conversation with High Performance Sport New Zealand and other partners to make sure that we're actually giving these guys the best possible chance we can to let them succeed because we know they're good enough. We just need to make sure we uh, we make it make it work for them. Certainly. Well, unique but exciting times, uh, Marty Toomey. Appreciate your time with us here on News Talk ZB. Absolute pleasure. Thanks very much.